Hey, beautiful. As always, sincerely hope you had the best day ever. My name is Bob Van Dyne, or as absolutely no one calls me Tijuana Bob. It is absolutely pouring rain in Tijuana this evening. Happy Monday night. And I do have a little bit of concern about tonight's show. I have waited for as long as I can. But outside the window where I do this show is a tin roof. And if you listen via earbud, I'm, I'm going to try to do some post-processing so it doesn't come through as much. But I'm scared if you listen to this show via earbud, which is the way many people listen to a podcast, that it's going to sound. It, it's just going to be distracting. So we could either not do the show or we can simply power through. If you listen via speaker, I think we will be fine. So we will get to the extra-dimensional fish bee in a moment. A lot to get to with Fish B this evening. Daylight savings time, Mayor Pete, Joe Biden, Jewish people, Bible autographs, Tim Cook slash Tim Apple, Paul Manafort, fake Melania, the Milky Way Galaxy, and Pete Davidson, amongst other things. But to begin this evening, boy, oh boy, oh boy, do I have a story for you. Somebody got robbed over the weekend. Somebody had a situation and it ended poorly for me. Could have ended way worse. Could have ended way worse, but it was uh, it was certainly a moment that I think we, we absolutely have to share. A, a bearded dead psychiatrist once said, and I'm paraphrasing here, the most important decision one makes in life is do you live fundamentally in a dangerous world or a safe world? I've made the decision, despite all my anxieties, that the world is a safe place, the world is a welcoming place, and periodically I am too trusting, and every now and again this comes up and this bites me. This went down Friday night. Tijuana. This is totally my fault. I only blame myself for this, for being an idiot, most, most of all. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm at this bar downtown that I like. I run into this guy. He speaks, he speaks perfect English, speaks perfect English. We're, we're getting along fine. And he throws out the opportunity. He's like, hey, in a little bit, I'm going to go meet some friends at this club down the road. Have you ever been? We know the door guy. We get right in. No sweat. You're going to love it. There's girls. It's going to be great. You're, you're going to love it, Tijuana Bob, as he doesn't call me. You're going to love it. So, so I, yeah, sure. Why not? That sounds great. Fast forward. 20 minutes later, and uh, I should probably point out something that I learned after the fact, and you might want to keep this in mind if you're traveling alone in Tijuana, because you do, uh, again, utilize the buddy system. But since I have no buddies, I have to make this decision on my own. And again, I'm just a fundamentally trusting person. But I have been warned since 
uh, if you run into a dude who's way too nice to you and speaks perfect English, this isn't true across the board, but you should definitely be at least a little bit skeptical because there's a chance the reason they speak perfect English is they're a recently deported criminal that's looking to hustle you. All right. Had I known that going in, I probably, I'm not sure my behavior would have changed at all. So fast forward 15 minutes later, me and this dude, we, we go outside and, and we get in a cab and, you know, we're going to the club, right? That, that's what I'm thinking. Let the good times roll. Let's go meet some ladies. We're having a good time. I've got the Mexican Viagra. Let's go to the club. What could possibly go wrong? The cab gets about four blocks away and pulls into an alley. And then this dude in the back seat says, sorry, homie, I got bad news, but I'm going to need your wallet and then pulls a switchblade on me. I haven't seen a, a switchblade since 1980s movies or something. I'm like, really? A switchblade? And for some reason, I'm not scared in this moment. The first thought that goes through my head after, oh shit, the I'm gonna need your wallet. The first thing that occurs to me is, dude, if we're gonna have a a la Michael Jackson bad video knife fight, you should really watch Leaving Neverland before we do that. You should, you should, we should really watch Leaving Neverland before there's, before there's a switchblade fight. And so for some reason, I'm not scared. I remain totally calm. I, I go, all right, I understand your situation. Here's the deal. Clearly, your buddy, the cab driver, doesn't want a bloody cab. No, no cab driver in their right mind wants a bloody cab. So I go, here's what we're going to do. In my wallet, I have a thousand pesos, which is a little over $40, the price you pay for being an idiot. Tell you what, I'm going to hand this over. I'm going to keep my wallet. I'm going to get out of the cab. We're both going to go our separate ways and we're going to pretend this never happened. And that's the, that's the way it went down. For some reason, I just, there are life threatening situations potentially, but I, I just knew that this, this, this wasn't one of them. And Maybe I am a freak of nature for staying that calm. Maybe I just don't have enough respect for my own life. But in that moment, I on maybe it was the booze, but but I wasn't scared because he here's, we're gonna need your wallet, and uh, and I proceed to turn around and, and negotiate. And uh, that wasn't all my money, by the way. I had another uh, secret stash of cash in my pocket, like a uh, like a good tourist. So that's my uh, that's my switchblade story of, uh, of Tijuana. Don't blame the city. Don't, don't blame anyone but me. This, this is my fault. And again, if you come to TJ, I encourage you to use the buddy system. And with that, let's get to the extra dimensional fish B. Who, if I would have been traveling with, may, maybe that buddy system would have worked out for us. But it, uh, it unfortunately... 
It just didn't. Question one from Fish B reads as follows. Let's talk politics. Is Joe Biden the candidate to beat in 2020? Is Joe Biden the candidate to beat in 2020? He hasn't even announced yet, yet somehow Joe Biden is ahead in like every poll, whether it's Iowa or New Hampshire. This is the latest out of Iowa, which has the first caucuses in the nation. They're a long ways away. The Iowa caucuses aren't until February 3rd, 2020, so we have 11 months, basically. But Biden is at 27%, Bernie, 25 Elizabeth Warren, 9 Kamala Harris, 7 Beto, five, Cory Booker, three, Amy Klobuchar, three, Julian Castro, one, Mayor Pete, one percent, Jay Inslee, one percent, and then there's a whole bunch of zeros. Tulsi Gabbard, zero, Gillibrand, zero, Hickenlooper, zero, de Blasio, Swalwell, both zero. But getting back to the original question, is Joe Biden the candidate? I don't think he is. I think even if Joe Biden runs, and I understand the rationale, Joe Biden, everyday working man, he's going to take it to the Midwest, all those Midwestern states that Trump won before, Michigan and Minnesota, Ohio, that's Joe Biden country. He's a lunchbox kind of guy. But here's the thing. I feel like if the Democrats go with Joe Biden, we're going with Joe Biden because it's Joe Biden's quote-unquote turn. And I'll remind you what happened in 2016, the last time we went with a candidate simply because it was their turn, it didn't go well. <laughs> to me, the real player, and I don't think it's going to be Bernie. I don't think it's going to be Warren. The real players here to me are Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar a little bit, because she represents the middle ground. But I'm telling you, there were all these Democratic town halls at South by Southwest over the weekend, and the name everyone came out of South by Southwest talking about is none other than Mayor Pete. When we get into the debates, watch out for this guy. He's only 37 years old. He's a Rhodes Scholar. There is a lot to like about Mayor Pete. There's also a lot to like about Kamala Harris. We will, we will find out. But no, Joe Biden is not the candidate to beat in 2020 unless we want to go for whoever's turn it is again and say hello to four more years of President Trump. And even Fish B, who's from another dimension, can barely stomach that. Next question. Will you, excuse me, will we be reading Daylight Savings Time obituary soon? Will we be reading the obituary of Daylight Savings Time soon? God, I hope so. We, we did it again this weekend. We, we sprung forward. This is the dumbest concept ever. All it does is ruin everyone's weekend twice a year. You fall back, you spring forward. Arizona doesn't do daylight savings time, and Arizona is doing just fine. But there is momentum. 
in Washington State, where I'm from, the Pacific Northwest, the legislation just passed the ability to abandon daylight savings time. And if Washington does it, then Oregon does it, then California does it. And even President Trump, it's rare I agree with President Trump, but even he said he's totally cool. He's totally okay with ditching daylight savings time. So keep your fingers crossed. Mantis is prayed. To this weekend was the last time ever we'll spring forward. Let's see what Fishbola has for us next. Good old Fishkembe Matambol. Did the president really call Apple CEO Tim Cook Tim Apple to save time? They're at some business roundtable. Was it at the White House? And President Trump calls Tim Cook Tim Apple. And his excuse for that glaring mistake was none other. You know, you know who I was talking about. I just called him Tim Apple to save time. This is a guy that tweets 8 million times a day, but somehow in the name of saving time, he, he, ju he just can't help himself. No matter what he does, he's always right. He's never made an error in his life, even when he calls Tim Cook Tim Apple. So if we're going to use that same kind of, uh, I have my own list of, uh, of things I'm going to shorten the president to. If, if, if he gets to call Tim Cook Tim Apple, I get to call President Trump President Liar, President Dipshit, President Racist, President Crook, President Fox News, President Numbnuts, President Twitter, President Jumpsuit, President Fuck It, what do I care? Tim Apple. Come on. What kind of alternate universe are, are, are we living in? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it is. It's the Trump presidency, and uh, there will be thousands and thousands of books, assuming that Armageddon isn't around the corner, written about this uh, very strange, 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 tumultuous times. Next question. Should SNL's Saturday Night Live, should SNL's Pete Davidson be apologizing to the Catholic Church? Hell no, Pete Davidson shouldn't be apologizing to the Catholic Church. I don't think so. Fish B doesn't think so. The Catholic Church, he, was, he told a joke about R. Kelly during Weekend Update, and I will read the quote verbatim. It just so happens I have it here. Let me go to Tony Kornheiser's glasses. He, this is what Pete Davidson said. Before I he talk about R. Kelly, before I continue, this guy is a monster and he should go to jail forever. But if you support the Catholic Church, isn't that like being the same thing as an R. Kelly fan? I really don't know the difference, except for one's music is significantly better. The Catholic Church 
and I've gone off on this the last few weeks. This, this, this is something I feel like we, we've delved into pretty deep. But I've gone ahead and given the Catholic Church the solution to fix all this bullshit. But the Catholic Church has been running a kitty sex ring for God knows how long and been covering up at the Vatican for God knows how long. If the Catholic Church wants to survive, you have to have total transparency. You got to turn people over to the law. There needs to be zero tolerance. There needs to be the admission that God made gay folks exactly the way he wanted them and so on and so on and so on. If anything, the Catholic Church should be apologizing to society instead of asking for an apology from Pete Davidson for an R. Kelly joke. Come on. No way. And and honestly, fundamentally, 99.99999% of the time, I am wholeheartedly against any comic apologizing for a joke. So that's where I'm at. Next question from Fish B reads as follows. Is it true that the Democrats hate Jewish people? Is it true that the Democrats hate Jewish people? This is another gem. This is, this, is, this is just another nugget of wisdom from the President of the United States of America. He actually said this with a straight face. Fox News has picked it up. Fox, Democrats war on the Jews. Are you kidding me? This is beyond outrageous beyond outrageous this this is so stupid there are hold on i ha, i have the number here somewhere uh you know how you know how jewish americans voted in the last election for for the democrats that supposedly hate them 79% of our jewish friends and neighbors voted democrat only 17% republican Meanwhile, over in the House and Senate, there are 33 Jewish lawmakers between the House and Senate, uh, Democrats, 33 Jewish Democrats in the House and Senate. Over, in, over, over on the Republican side, count them, one, two. I'm no good with numbers, but 33 to one, two. Yeah, the Democrats are the party that hate the Jews. I mean, I never thought we would see a day in the United States of America where this type of language out of the president of the United States and his party is somehow deemed appropriate. This is, this is nonsense. This is, this is this fantasy land. How much would you pay for a Bible autographed by President Trump? How much would I pay for a Bible autographed by President Trump? Here's the, uh, here's the thing about a Bible. He, he went down to Alabama to support the tornado victims, a, a huge tragedy down there. 
I would say thoughts and prayers, but I hate when people say thoughts and prayers. Let's just, let's just hope the weather gets better and, and they, they, they can recover to the very, 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 very best of their ability and have all the resources they need to do so. All right, let's hope for that. But President Trump autographing Bibles, this either proves that, that, that President Trump is not, in fact, the devil incarnate because the Bibles didn't spontaneously combust or God is dead. <laughs> Draw your own conclusions. Either, either Trump is not the devil incarnate for who, who has the ego to autograph Bibles? I'll tell you who. The president of the United States of America. This is just as outrageous as him going to Puerto Rico, which I think is one of the ugliest images of his presidency, and tossing out paper towels with a perfect basketball follow-through to the not-so-adoring crowds in Puerto Rico. This is another low light in a series of low lights. Just when you think the low lights can't get any lower, welcome to the world of Donald Juanita Trump. Speaking of which, next question. Will the president pardon Paul Manafort? Will the president pardon Paul Manafort? In a word... Yes. Next question, Fishby. Next question. Is there a fake Melania? Is there a fake Melania? Have you, have you seen the hashtag fake Melania? Supposedly there is, there is a body double. I don't put anything past this White House, but I, I, I'm just not that kind of conspiracy theorist, really. A fake... I mean, yes, there is a fake Melania, but, but the fake Melania is the real Melania. Half First Lady, half hostage, all Trump. Who knows what the fuck is going on there? Who knows what the fuck? Next question. Yo, it's me, Fish B. What up, Fish B? What up, Fish Bola? If you're not scared of a switchblade, what are you scared of? If I'm not scared of a switchblade. Um, here is the honest-to-goodness truth, and that's why this podcast and everything I've done in my life through 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 years of radio and doing stand-up and all these different trivials, all these different things that I've done over the course of my life, nothing scares me more than a microphone. Nothing scares me more. That's why this this is. This, this, this entire exercise, my entire life, and keep in mind, I have low self-esteem. I have issues. Nothing scares me more every night than the thought of doing this podcast. I wake up in the morning and I think to myself, holy fuck, how are we going to do this again? As I say that, this is five nights a week, 
show number 260, living in Tijuana by ourselves because we have a commitment to making this show as entertaining as possible. But really, talk about what just a, a bizarre blend of narcissism and masochism to make one want to do this every day. And why do I do it? I, I don't know. Why, why was Jesus a carpenter? I don't know. He, he was just compelled. Sometimes you can't control what it is you were put on this earth to do. I have one talent. This is it. You listen. You mean the world to me. Away we go. But I am way more scared of this microphone than a Tijuana switchblade any day of the week. Fact. It's a fact, Fish B. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Are the Democrats a party in turmoil? Are the Democrats a party in turmoil? Only if you watch Fox News. O only when what? That is Fox News. That is their modus operandi now because they clearly can't talk about President Trump. They can't talk about the Republican Party. They have a difficult time outside a couple hours during the day. Shep Smith, Brett Baer. They have a difficult time talking about actual news. So the only thing they have to go with, they're on a one-way street with no exits, and that is the Democratic Party is in disarray. And by disarray, they mean it's a big tent party that's growing and has room for a wide variety of viewpoints, and it's not a cult of personality around one dude who's abandoned every conservative principle that came before him? Is that what they mean by a party in disarray? It's all they got. It's all they got. But if you watch Fox News, that's what you come away with. Yeah, the Democrats party in disarray. Last question, as always, comes from Isaiah, the tiny player who is happy to still have a dad. He writes, how much does the Milky Way galaxy weigh? How much does the Milky Way galaxy weigh? Hold on. Let me go to Tony Kornheiser's glasses again. That's, that, that's a nod and an homage. I, um, uh... uh I saw this today. Now keep in mind, I know from They Might Be Giants that the sun is a mass of incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace. And the, a million Earths can fit inside the sun. That's how big the sun is. We're talking about very big numbers. But the sun weighs, it's, it's the number two followed by three. 30 zeros. I have no idea what number that is. Kazillion? The number two followed by 30 zeros kilograms is the weight of the sun. But then the Milky Way, and again, how they did this math, I'm not sure. I can barely keep track of pesos to dollars unless I'm negotiating my way out of a cap. Uh, Milky Way is, is three... It's the number is three, followed by 43 zeros kilograms. That's the weight 
of our entire Milky Way galaxy. And I'm not sure if that makes me feel any smarter. Honestly, it makes me feel dumber. It just makes me want to sing the song. The sun is a mass of incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace where hydrogen is built into helium at a temperature of millions of degrees. I could go on, but I will not. It's time for Paleta Bola de Fuego, the hottest finale in the history of podcasts. It's a powder ball of fire, which is kind of like the sun. I wonder how close the Paleta Bola de Fuego would have to get to the sun before it would start to literally burn. Here we go, Paleta Bola de Fuego, the grand finale tonight. In the 773 days that President Trump has occupied the Oval Office, you want to take a guess how many lies he's told so far? The Washington Post is counting 773 days, 9,014. 9,014 over 773 days, and I'm not sure that's counting today. 1.6 tons of cocaine have been seized at the port of Newark, which will ruin exactly half a day in New York. Jose Canseco accuses A-Rod of cheating on J-Lo and challenges him to a fight. Jose Canseco is also offering wilderness tours where he, he can find Bigfoot for you. I'm not sure what Jose Canseco is doing. An Ohio cop lures a runaway pig into a patrol car with a pizza. This guy is sharp. There's not a lot of good stories about the cops on this show sometimes, but way to go, Officer Ohio Cop, luring a runaway pig into a patrol car with a pizza. That's thinking on your feet. And lastly, Conor McGregor. You you got to appreciate that kind of arrogance. For someone with low self-esteem, I appreciate the arrogance of Conor McGregor, but that said, he's kind of a dipshit sometimes. See, some dude pissed him off in Miami, so he took his phone and he broke it but now now he's been charged with like theft and breaking a phone and he just can't keep himself out of trouble that Conor McGregor I tell you what that was Paleta Bola de Fuego that was another edition of Bob's Fishbowl you can find me on the social media I'm not very active but if you want to find me you can uh, at Bob's Fishbowl at Bob Van Dyne, and oh, by the way, have I mentioned we have a website? You could Google it. It's bobsfishbowl.com, and it doesn't get much easier than that. I sincerely hope you have the best night ever. Uh, All goes well. We'll be back tomorrow. Watch out for friendly people with switchblades. Bye-bye!